Hot Pill Recording Podcast, episode 188. Our special guest tonight, The Pretty Goods. Yeah. Yeah. 
time you said she was a ghost Looking back it's all so clear Things were not as they appear You always had reasons to be heading out You called me crazy, gaslighted my doubts I was suspicious, I knew there was more You're headed over, she's unlocked the door You are the keeper of a thousand keys A thousand secrets that you keep from me you lock away your collection of lies Tell me a story that I want to buy The girl in the mirror is just within reach She's looking at me like she wants to be free She won't measure up to the bar that you raise It's never enough and there aren't enough days like Tito's and tonic, I was drunk on your love But things are so clear since I've sobered up You can't twist the truth to make this make sense I'm done here, we're over, this is the end You are the keeper of a thousand keys A thousand secrets that you keep from me You lock away your collection of lies Tell me a story that I want to buy
Welcome, you guys. How are y'all doing tonight? We're Excellent. Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, man. Glad to be here. Thank you all so much for coming. It is, uh, we, you know, we're kind of doing things differently this time. You all got to play your songs for us to start out, which generally we do four. We did five, thankfully, because we got an extra song tonight, man, yeah. which we were happy to have. But, um, you know, what a vibe. You guys are awesome. I can't wait for people to hear those songs and kind of uh, get an introduction to the Pretty Goods. But before we do that, if you could uh, start with you, Lewis, if you would just go around and introduce yourself. I'm Lewis Mathis. And what do you do, Lewis? Just uh, other than look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I play guitar. There you go, sir. Yeah. A beautiful guitar player too. Not not physically. I mean, like you play. <laughs> You play beautifully as well. As I mean, try to be beautiful. beautiful. I mean, I work so. on it. I work on beauty. I'm not sure if it's all the time working, but sometimes it might be. Uh, and I'm Melinda Harden, and I sing, and sometimes I shake, and I most often clap and slap my leg. But you did good. You didn't do too much, like, foot stomping or nothing while, the, while we were recording. So Very difficult. You did good. Trying to not, not have That's, the tap. It's the hardest, yeah. It's yeah. Like the hardest part, playing and not tapping your foot. Yeah, yeah and if, you, if you've ever seen this guy play, the, yeah. I had a tough time in yeah, here. Yeah. Sitting still is not a thing, right? If you're standing <laughs> awkward, like, trying to make soul come out of you. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I'm Sarah Bond, and I sing and play the fiddle in the band. Oh, yeah. And I am Brandon Bond. I play guitar. Brandon and Sarah Bond. I assume not brother and sister. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> they are brother and sisters. Oh, we really? are good. Okay. We're married. All right. So there's She's definitely. My sister. All right. So, you know, that's kind of interesting that you all are siblings because what we always like to do um, when we, for first timers is kind of get a real glimpse into where music became important to them in their life. And, um, you know, you guys being siblings would be interesting to kind of give us the backstory. Uh, but for each of you, we'll kind of go around. And was there a point in your life, even when you were a young kid, before you even knew what the whole thing was, where you just knew that you were drawn to music and it was something that you had to do? Uh, Lewis? Yes. You're, you're right there to my left, man. You're going to get this a lot tonight, buddy. I've always done music. That's all I've ever done. I mean, I, I have other things that I do to make money, but... <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. Yeah, yeah. So I've always done music ever since I was a little kid. And um, I guess um, the rebellious thing drew me to the music, you know, and uh, always liked that, too. But I like the other part as well. Yeah, yeah. So, like, was there a point in time when you were, uh, you know, you kind of say you always say it, was was it just around all the time, or was it a feeling you got when you first heard it? Was there anything in particular you could, uh, or was it just in the house? Did you have a parent? Did you guys have a parent that My was a parents, they, they sang and stuff, and they were religious and everything, and so we had meetings at the house, and uh, so that was okay. It was kind of cool, actually. Yeah. And they had uh, real wine. And that they didn't know I was drinking, and so it was okay. And uh, uh, but my first love was Johnny Cash, and then my uncle brought over a Jimi Hendrix "Are You Experienced" record, oh, yeah. and I put that on. I thought there was fuzz on the needle. <laughs> and I was like something's wrong with this. I don't like it, you know. But then I I really liked it a lot. And, yeah. What about you, Melinda? Coming up through the same house, how was yeah. it for you? Uh, well. 
Louis is eight years older than me. Okay. So he was always like, you know, my older brother who did music and my parents both sang. Mama's has, she has like a trained voice. Okay. Um, and dad was in like barbershop quartet, lots oh, of church okay. music, lots of cantatas, lots right of, on. you know, soprano solos and stuff. Um, but I always just looked up to this guy, always playing something, always singing. And I always let them, that kind of be their thing. Um, and always wanted to sing, but really didn't have the courage to do it until a lot later in life. Like how later? Like 35. Shut wow, up. that's crazy. Yeah, you have a great like I did when I was little. I forgot the words to a song, and I was nine in front of the whole church. Okay. That kind of shut me down yeah, for a little did bit. It. I did choir and stuff like that, but not Where you could hide a little bit. Yeah, where I could hide okay. a little bit. And then came out when I was 35. Right not, I didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Come out if you want, but I didn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm a, sing- I'm, I, I'm a singer. I've got to come out and say it. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Um, yeah. It's okay to finally admit it. You're great at it. So yeah. yeah. It's Thank okay you to say so it. Much. <laughs> so music was huge in my family growing up. I mean, that's that's what we did for entertainment. So my grandpa kind of started all of us playing music, and so we had a little family band growing up. No, and can held. I started playing when I was four. Uh, He taught me. Was it always fiddle? It was always fiddle. I'm a one trick pony. That's all I can do is the fiddle. You do that as good as you do. That's all you need. Thank you. you. Thank you. But it was it was everywhere. And now that that's that's what we did. We played in a little band, and everybody played something, and and it was really a beautiful childhood. Yeah. For sure. So did you have uh, brothers and sisters growing up as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So my little brother played, and then I have two cousins, and we all played the fiddle. So the, Everybody played? Did the grandpa play the fiddle? He did, but he also played a really mean guitar, and okay. he could play pretty much anything he wanted to. But oh. they had a family band that you know, the older generation did, and then we came along, and we were there, and we wanted to be involved. So they decided to teach us to play. So oh, man. we had a lot of fun growing up. So I guess I, could, I should ask the. What about you? Where are you all from? Did you where'd you grow up? Oh, we're from Shelbyville. Shelbyville, oh, yeah. and you as well in Shelbyville. I'm from Moorhead, Kentucky. Moorhead, Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's a little bit more country, isn't it? Moorhead, <laughs> can, you, can you tell? <laughs> no, not at all. No. But, uh, so um, was was did you all all live close? Oh yeah, within so was, walking distance, up in the middle of out in the middle of nowhere. We all lived in the same little area, and we'd gather, you know, and play music and oh eat good cool. food, and you know, it was it was a good time. Man, yeah. that sounds fun. It was a real good time. That sounds fun. And you know, I wonder if uh, I, in to, like these times, I wonder how many people are growing up like that. You know, I wonder how many people are in the in a community that kind of um, nurtures to kids playing and you know one thing we always hear is if it's not school or it's not family it's church you know church kids coming up in church and playing music and being kind of fostered into yeah play encouraged and you can sing you can do it blah blah blah. Uh, but I always think about that when somebody's because I kind of grew up in a uh, not bloodline family but in a, a group you know I grew up on this hill and there's a ton of amazing musicians from here to that stop sign. Um, so I grew up with that in my life as a young kid. And I just, I wonder if it, with today's digital age, if people are getting mm. away from that a little bit too mm-hmm. much. And because, you know, yeah. what you learned as a child more in, um, 
not even necessarily like life lessons, but once you can play music and speak that language, you can do that with anybody. So you, as a child, can step into situations with adults and communicate in a way that you couldn't with verbiage. So I just... For sure. I don't know. I wonder if it's... It's really neat. I think it's a a little bit of a country thing. Absolutely. Family bands and those kind of things. Is I don't know. I don't see them in the city. No. So, well, no. there just wasn't any distractions back <laughs> yeah. then like there yeah. are now. You know, yes. with cell phones and you know, it was just a different way. Yeah, a totally different way of life, and we were able to really connect. Uh, before we get to you, Brandon, I, I just heard a story recently, um, and I think it was Bullet County. I mean, it's as close to us as Bullet County that that uh, like sixty three hundred people just got internet service for the first time. And I kind of, yeah, which is crazy. It's my, it blows my mind mm-hmm. to think about that. But it also blows my mind to wonder, like, what they avoided. You know, like, it, those, especially their kids. And, you know, yeah. granted, you didn't have uh, really nice connections to ESPN or something like that when you needed it. <laughs> but just to think what that fostered to not have that connection and that service all the time with the outside world. There's a charm to that sometimes, you know? Yeah, like what yeah. might not get painted or written now yeah. for those families that might dial in. Yeah, you just open the Might read a damn book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just open the floodgate to the world and the goods and the bads and the accidental, you know, searches that end up in crazy places for, you know, kids. Jeez. Uh, Glad mine are old enough. Anyway, Brandon. <laughs> so uh, t- take us back, man. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing and when you knew music was going to be a thing you had to do. I, I grew up in eastern Kentucky, a little further east even than Sarah. And uh, my dad and my, all of my uncles played bluegrass music, guitar, oh, yeah. banjo, uh, bass. And so I, I was always around, but I didn't really get into playing guitar until I was a teenager. They didn't force it on me until I said, you know, I'd like to learn that. And he said, here you go. And uh, I just I took to it. I, I really enjoyed it as a form of entertainment, like you were talking about. And we didn't have a lot of things to do. We had yeah. like, you know, three channels <laughs> on the TV. So, you know, that's if you go out and turn the antenna a little bit. But uh, So I've just been playing since then and... The teenage. So, how how uh, older teen, younger teen? Probably sixteen. I was sixteen. Older. I was just that's the, you know the sweet spot seems to be like twelve, thirteen. If a kid gets dialed in at, by then, or especially in that area, and they really like it, so sixteen, it's it's cool that you stuck with it. But having that uh, bluegrass around, do you have a bunch of good pickers around you? Yeah, they were. That probably held me back because they were so good, and you know, they always had jams, and I, I felt like I don't want to get in the way. So yeah, it was a closet player for a long time so. yeah yeah um so is it wild especially if you grew up with bluegrass around you it seems like that was music that was kind of pushed to the side and down and the fiddle and the banjo and uh the oh upright bass it was a niche and it has become i would say with like Billy Strings and the resurgence of jam grass and really, really good uh, Bela Fleck and all those guys, a resurgent bluegrass. Is it wild for you to see that go as mainstream as it is now? A little bit, yeah, it is. It's, uh, I like it, though. But I love it. I'm with you. It's a big surprise. I saw Tyler Childers play places with, you know, I don't know, 10 or 15 people just oh, a few shit. years ago. Or it seems like a few years yeah. ago. It's probably been 10 or 12 now, but it's... Uh, you know, look at where he is. So. Oh my gosh! 
he comes that, from that same vein too i think of the acoustic bluegrass background mm-hmm. so, a big fan of it uh, oh brother where art that was the big one when i was oh, just yeah. a little bit older and that came out and kind of you know there was a big a lot of people started playing acoustic music yeah again it blew then. everybody's head back a little bit they're like what and the old crow that, old crow, that first album came out was oh, you know that was a good cms one. that was a yeah. crazy record so we just uh were you at, were you there when Okro played at Bourbon Beyond? No, I was not. Were you there? You missed that day too, didn't you? Was, you were there. I was standing right next. To you. I don't remember, man. It was uh, it, four days of music and bourbon kind of get intermeshed. I don't I don't know what you, who was with me or not, but uh, Okro puts on a crazy good show. Have you seen them live? No, man. It was fun. They're pros. It's it's very. Um, polished you know they're they're on this side of the stage this side of the stage talking communicate it's so fun uh it, it was a lot better uh and and funner than i expected it to be you know it was cool as hell yeah well so, you guys just saw billy strings didn't yeah. you the other day we're at, uh, we're at bourbon and beyond oh, yeah, oh, that yeah, was a yeah, great yeah. Show, yeah. And I was, sarah and i were sitting by each other and every time they stopped i could feel my shoulders relax i got oh was all my like gosh. the yeah. whole time it's so good yeah that, oh, it was yeah that was an amazing show so spencer and i have been to quite a few billy strings shows at this point but we went right before everything shut down in 2020 at headliners i think you went both oh nights i went the first night and uh, we were like four people back uh right there and it was insane and i've, I've told this story before but i don't care i got to again within like Four days we were watching Marcus King VIP. Oh my God! At, at Mercury Ballroom, yeah. like no. wow. we so we did the VIP pre uh, party, pre party where he, he they like did their warm up for fifteen people, oh. like the Tyler Childers room you were in. Mm-hmm. But it, oh, it was insane, man. That we had a special February that that one. But yeah, we've seen Billy Strings, and every time it's just. You go, what the hell was that? What did I just yes. see? Yes, yeah. That's like the only way to describe it's it. It's like, it's it is. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. exhausting to, to watch. I mean, it you're is. just like hanging on. Like a Yeah. Thing. Like Brandy Carlisle was awesome. She was awesome. Oh. But I was like, yeah, I'm pretty whooped. I, we, we stay, but it was just like you, you get your ears just, I don't know, not abused because it's beautiful. It's perfect, but it's just, it's intense. You're right. You finally relax a little bit. You know, I missed Brandy Carlisle bringing him out. Oh. <laughs> we were glued we to Brandy. Like, we were weeping yeah. watching Brandy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. She's amazing. Yeah. I didn't want to say it out loud, but I did. Brandy, yeah. Brandy's awesome. That was a great show, too. I've seen great. her a couple times. She's out. That was the first time I've ever seen her. Really? Yeah. She was phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah. good. Oh, yeah. One of the Can't best around. Can't wait to see around. her again. Yeah. yeah, so good. So, um... I guess, like, as a band, tell us about the origins of the band. How long have you guys been together? Where did it come from? Um, tell us a little bit about we it. Look we, we looked at Lewis. You, we, you said you would do this. He's, like, in his bourbon zone. <laughs> I called up Sarah. Sarah played violin or fiddle for me and Paul. We were doing a bar gig and stuff, so Sarah played a couple of things. And Hey, man, who's and, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, a drummer friend of mine. Okay, and, okay. Uh, we had this thing going for a long time, and and uh, so you know, <clears throat> they had a band with uh, Kevin, another guy who we won't you know say no, I know who, who that Kevin is. is you know no, I'm just Kevin's this dude, <laughs> him and Paul, you know. Anyway, Kevin but uh, these guys uh, uh, 
we're we're playing with with this other guy, and I said, "Damn, they're really good." And then they're not doing anything, and then I'm not doing anything. And so I called up. I said, "Hey, you guys need to do something." Uh, for one thing, uh, you're a great uh, uh, fiddle player, and then you know you got your husband there, and uh, you guys are married, and so that's a strong bond. And so let's some let's get some shit together, and. Uh, we can call my sister. She wants to sing, and and I remember saying, you know, she's because you were on vacation a lot. I said she's gone a lot, but you know, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do it, and so we did it. And and uh, here we are. It was like two years ago. Yeah, about two years. Wow. So like uh, yeah. during pandemic, right as it was ending, kind of like that. It was after. Yeah. All right. So you know, I talked about just a second ago how we've uh, just a second ago. I don't know. It's been forty minutes somehow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit ago wow. about. <laughs> Oh, you know, that's counting the songs. Never mind, take that back. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but that's what I was going to talk like, oh, we're about. We're very introduced. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to talk about the songs because in those couple of years, you all have covered a ton of ground. You all have written some very, very, very good songs, uh, songwriting-wise, melody-wise. Um, vocally, you know, the harmonies are ridiculous. Oh, every yeah, every aspect is great, and I know you all have a bass player too, but even without them you all sound so tight like i mean you don't like you can hear where the bass would be but you don't like i mean i'm, I'm sure you do miss it but <laughs> you, i don't miss it yeah because you all sound so good like um who does most i know you all seem like each of you kind of r kind of wrote and performed the song do you all each write a little bit or yeah, yeah. we all write yeah i would say the majority of the ones that we did today well you wrote what two or three of them you wrote one lewis wrote one so yeah, yeah. all y'all are great. I mean, you're great songwriters. All those songs were like bangers, like really, really well written. Thank you. Yeah, and just well performed. That's yeah, all. That's my favorite part of coming in here and just like listening in this room mm -hmm. to just like, you don't get to hear harmonies that tight out and about all that often. So no. it's really, really neat to to hear. I say that every time. I love harmonies. Not yeah. not everybody Aww. can pull them off. So that no. means a lot to yeah, us. Yeah, they're really, really, really tight. Thank so. you. And you're, like I said, those guitars sound great together. Your whole it's really polished. I know you can you can tell you all have been into music a long time. Yeah. Like you're super, super mm -hmm. well Thank you. Thank you. It can be a strange feeling to write a song and you can probably speak to this more than me but to and then just to let it go you know mm -hmm. put it out into the world sure. and see how it's received and and all those kinds of things well if but, you're writing songs like these i'm sure they're all pretty well received yeah <laughs> like, these are great songs. yeah 100 percent um I, I, so brandon if you are uh you know written a couple of these is there ever any time uh, where you bring something or you have something that, that you question because, you know, well, I don't, the material is, I, I, you know, uh, I don't want Sarah to think I'm writing a song about her that, you know, might not be about her, but it's coming from a, it's coming from a place cause as from a songwriter, I'm, I need a subject. This is what I'm going to write about. Or do you write in first person? How do you feel like, uh, you know, cause a lot of, I know, not everybody writes the same, and some people can write in different first person, third person, um, thinking about a situation, writing about that instead of having to have had that experience. So, uh, you know, when you bring a song like that, I we've had a couple husband and wife, so I don't know what the process is like. You know, you, so that's a great is question. It, yeah. Is it yeah. is it something that's a little bit more difficult for you sometimes, or is it always free to just? Here's what it is. It is what it is. Don't ask me questions. <laughs> I take that approach usually, but I think we're past that. And she, you know, helps me write some of the songs. And uh, we write a lot of cheating songs and sad country songs. So it's, uh, you 
you take on the character, I guess. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's definitely it. Like you can, you kind of can put yourself in. A, we just think about, we brainstorm and think about. Well, he'll and he usually has the ideas started mm -hmm. at somehow, and then we just sort of be like, well, what about this? Well, what if we, well, what if we did this? Well, if you were there, if that was it, you know, what what would we do? Yeah. And you know, and that's pretty much how they come together. Well, I could imagine that, uh, especially if you know you're in good relationships and you've been in relationships for years and and uh you know you got kids and you're in the grind and you're doing the thing and it's real hard to write a real cool song about that or something that rinses your gut about having to be in the pickup line at five and at soccer practice by six fifteen. we don't know what you're it's, talking uh, about i know <laughs> but you know so to be able to that's where that's I think where you step over that line of creativity and really become uh, a mess in the, in the process of songwriting, to be able to take a little something, make it sound more extreme in your verse or in your lyrics or do those things that kind of give you, and to be able to think outside of that box. Otherwise, every song would be the same. Yeah, it'd be boring. I, think. It'd yeah. Be, it would I mean, boring. I think that's what makes a good song. Any, any, I mean, anyone can write a song and anyone can write a story and mm -hmm. it's hard to like sell it and like make it yeah. feel believable and you all definitely, it, I mean, it feels like true stuff. Like you definitely can tell that you've thrown yourself into those lyrics even if it's well, not you. necessarily about you. Yeah. So I, yeah. That's a hard thing to do. Not everyone, again, with like kind of with the harmonies, not everyone can do that. Write a song that's not really about them but still like put yourself in it and bring something out. It's a really hard thing to do. I got to be honest, man. I think Melinda and Sarah could sing about like <laughs> roping cattle, and it'd be interesting. We should have done. Never knew I gave a shit about that. But <laughs> some, for some reason, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I've never thought about roping cattle in my life until <laughs> that. I, just, I didn't know what to find. Where did I didn't that know what to I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'll never say it again. Roping cattle. Do you do rope cattle, right? Yeah, I've seen City Slickers. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, I don't know if that's your reference point. seen both of them, one and two. I got two. a bulldog. That's as close as I got a bulldog. Hey, you got type a bulldog. Of, yeah. Hey, man, we're bulldog brothers. I got a bulldog, too. Of, She's old as shit. Oh, mine's young and crazy. We'll trade. Deal. Mine's going to, you're getting ready to be sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I don't know, man. What do you think? You want to do the questions? Yeah, we, we can do some questions. Do some uh, questions like I said, I'm man. the fill-in host, and so I'll fill in the questions that are normally asked by the other host, and we'll kind of uh, <laughs> kind of go through y'all each one by one since there's just four of you. Uh, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it, I promise it's not too bad. And, oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, drink. You better get it. Uh, it Lewis. starts easy, and then it gets sure extremely difficult and awkward. Hey, I did hear Lewis say, you can ask me anything. Yeah. <laughs> True serum. Yeah, no, they're, absolutely. They're pretty easy questions. Uh, the first question is just something non-musical about you that you think people should know. It can be something silly like a hobby, something big or something interesting you've done, just anything you think is uh, neat that you'd like to share about yourself. I know everyone's, that's everyone's favorite question, I think. <laughs> Nobody likes to talk about themselves, really, do they? I don't know. I'm sweating. I, te I teach I yoga. Oh, well. What did he say? He teaches yoga. Like, I teach yoga. Like at a studio? Cool. On the internet. <laughs> All right, so uh, do you have a business? Do you want to advertise? I have lots of businesses. That's what I'm trying to say, man. Do you want to put it out there for people? Do you take no, clients? What's the going on? The only thing I'm putting out there is the music. And I teach you, you know, yoga. I clean carpet. I got a carpet cleaning business. I mm -hmm. paint houses. 
I kill people for a lot of I, well, I think that's what I paint houses means. What do you didn't have to say it? Uh, you said I paint houses. We understood what you said, Lewis. <laughs> has six businesses, no new clients, though. Yeah, so and, 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 and don't ask if he takes credit because yeah. he don't. <laughs> cash cash business, only, baby. cash only. <laughs> All right, Miss Melinda, how about you? Um, I'm a writer. Uh, I've written a book. I do some freelance what? writing. And yeah. All right, well, what's the title of the book? Uneclipsed. Where can we find it? Amazon, Carmichael's. All right, tell us a little yeah, bit about it. Yeah, a brief it. summary. Please. It's, it's just, it's a memoir, and it just kind of talks about um, earlier in my life or when I was younger, kind of being behind what I call shadows right. or, um, you know, some of that was music, like being in the shadow of other people in my life that did music, not having the courage to come out and do my own. Some of that was some fundamentalist religion or some different traditions and then just finding my way back into my own life and right. self and life. All right. Most important question. Yes. Is there an audio book? <laughs> no. How did you win so bad? They're pricey. Come on. No, I'd really like to, though. I really would. Um, yeah, you can just bring it in. William Shatner's going to do it, right? Yeah, William Shatner. Yeah, William Shatner. Yeah, William Shatner. All right, so who would, uh, if you had an audio book, who would be your, would you read it yourself? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes, yeah. All right. Well, I may know a studio. <laughs> oh, sweet, let me know. <laughs> All right, Sarah? Uh, let's see. So I, I help people with their wellness, so improve their health and um, help people like rediscover or discover for the first time how to make themselves a priority. So I All like right. to help people get healthier. Here's the question to that. Uh -oh. All right, for for people who need to rediscover that they need to make themselves a priority. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't think that they call you because they don't make themselves a priority <laughs> enough to say they need a health coach. Yeah, that's that's, that's really tricky. like a catch twenty two. There that's you go. That's tricky. That is tricky. All right, so how do you get how do you get them to make that uh, so it, call? So it usually takes a lot for somebody to to get to the point where, you know, they they wanna have some help. And so I just try to really welcome them and, and try to be very relatable and open arms and non-judgmental because I've been there. We've all been there. And so I think that's the biggest thing is that you, when they do get to the point where they need the help, then, you know, I really want to be, uh, be able to connect. Do you want to be the best version of yourself? I w yeah, I do. <laughs> I think what Sarah won't tell you yeah, she talks is Sarah. that she's super approachable. So she's naturally welcoming. Like so, when she's she's really good on social media and just but just in the community, she's just got this welcoming, approachable spirit. So people yeah. don't feel threatened by that. She's not like a know-it-all. She's yeah. like an encourager. So. Aww, that's so sweet. Listen Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right, Brandon, what you got for me, buddy? I'm when I'm not working, I like to just get outside, go backpacking, stuff like that. It's you know, right. pretty down to earth, nothing too exciting. Where's your favorite place to go? Do you have one or an interesting one you've been to to camp or backpack? Uh, Grand I went to the Grand Canyon Ooh. earlier this year and did like five nights down in the canyon. Nice. During the, the blizzard, so it was what? Like two feet of snow at the top <laughs> and then, you know, hot down at the bottom. And really? It was fun. I would, yeah. It was Highly warm at the bottom while it was snowing over there? Oh, yeah. yeah. What? It was warm-ish, 60s, yeah. 70s in the at the bottom. And That's crazy. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's like uh, 45 or 5,000 feet of elevation difference between the river and the rim, so. 
Up on the rim, it's freezing like crazy, and on the river, yeah. you're good to go. That was fun, yeah. That's wild. That you just blew my mind. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you blew my mind. Well, luckily, the next question here is a little bit more fun. Tell us about like a nightmare gig or just a memorable <laughs> or funny one that you've had that you'd like to share. Oh, we did a, a red hot chili peppers uh, <laughs> tribute night, and the girls oh, couldn't fit the socks oh, on. Tonight, he's glad that he was going to do it. We couldn't come up with the real stories. Like, if you don't come up with one, that's what I'm going with. Excellent. <laughs> Look, Brandon's all poised. He's like, I'm going to answer for real. Hey, no, Brandon's like, thank God he didn't say me, too. Yeah. He said the girls. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Well, what do we say after that? I think you don't. I think that's right? it. I think that's, that's the, it. That's good. I think that's the legend. There the legend of, oh, now the, everyone of knows. Lewis. Next question. Next question. Yeah. Please. Yeah. So this. Hold is, on, real quick. Before we, uh, this is the. Uh, have you backpacked here? And you're sitting in Jefferson uh, Memorial Forest. Have no, you ever, not here. No, I haven't. Man, there's some. There's some really nice trails out here. I think they got some. You know, like 10, 13 milers. So yeah. if you guys ever uh, yeah. ever get a chance, it's a great spot. Yeah. Great to spot. check it out. And yeah. perfect time of year, man. Leaves are falling. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful. Definitely. We're probably. We're not too far from one of the trails, the Siltstone or something like that. So, a ton of good, ton of good trails. Yeah. All right, sorry, man. No, all good. Yeah, say so maybe I'll... I have to shout out, you know, Jefferson, Jefferson Memorial. I can't even yeah. say it, man. Jefferson Memorial yeah, Forest. I was trying to remember the last time I've actually been. We's glad like we's running through. Yeah. We, we noticed hey. we's run through that forest thing. We said, damn, we know where we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we are. I grew up in Fairdale. It ain't much different. Than, I mean, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's what I tell myself. It ain't much different than Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, last question. Uh, just tell us, like, the last local or kind of regional artist that you've listened to, if you have. It can be a bigger one if you can't think of a smaller uh-uh. one. Uh-uh. My I'm son, Brent Mathis. Damn, you need to hear him. All right. Brent Mathis. T-H-I-S, one T, two T's. One T. T-H-I-S. I have a Mathis relative of myself. All right. Mark Mathis. I don't know if you know him. I'm not sure. All right. But what about you, uh, Melinda? Well, that's what got? I was trying to figure out. Like, I mean, there was a lot of local people that we listened to. Okay. Um, Kevin Casey, Clay Evans, like local, local. Yeah. What would you um, say? That's right what then? we want. We want we, local, local. Yeah, we love, this, they're both great. They, a lot of times great, this great, is where great. we get, um, you know, we figure out the ramblers the, the band the ramblers kevin casey's the yeah. lead singer of that band they're a great band the ramblers. he's an incredible singer yeah incredible but, you know, he's local to shelbyville some market marcus king too Ooh. yeah slay yeah uh, but does originals and then right on and then go ahead like most recently uh D Boom Pittman's there played a, oh, yes. a gig yes. for him. She and uh, he's got a new album out, so listen to some of that. D Boom Pittman, D Boom Pittman. Pittman, you got to check his new album out. It's Resurrection Noise is his new album, and it's awesome. fantastic. Awesome. I play Lance. fiddle for him every now and then. Noise. So yeah. So no, I checked out Lance Rogers. I think oh, he's love, from like Berea. I really like Lance that Rogers. Yeah, I've had a chance to play with him. Oh, I met yeah. him a couple times. Really good guy. Yeah. He is awesome. He's coming. To play, there's they do a honky tonk Tuesday at the Whirling Tiger in Louisville, oh, yeah. and uh, he is coming and playing one around the 17th ish or something, the 10th, somewhere in there. Okay, but yeah, he's cool. coming up and playing one. He's a great, great guy. That's someone you need to have on here, Lance, Lance Rogers. Rogers. He is incredible. Yeah, great. I like dude. Joe Clark, too. 
Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe's Joe great. Yeah. On the way up. There's a lot of good local people. Yeah. See, man, once the, when you start thinking about it, they just start rolling on. Yeah. Uh, so I think Shelbyville is... Like the the talent in the community, they are so rich. I mean, we really have a is. lot of really good musicians, and we're tight. Nice, and sweet. That's a, you know the building these communities. I mean, Earl's part of the Louisville community here, and and you know same deal. Just building something that where you can rely on each other. Um, you're tight like that. You don't. You want your peers to succeed. Yeah. It's yes. supportive and not competitive, which right. is yeah. great. Everyone yeah. is out looking out for each other and wanting each other to succeed, not yeah. trying to like take opportunities away or like down talk people for the most part. There's always like a few dicks. But Stepping up. Yeah. <laughs> most people are really supportive. It's cool. I think it's great. I know not everywhere is like that. Yeah, but you know when you got those those dicks, they separate themselves. Yeah, oh yeah, they really do. They, they, yeah. <laughs> dicks separate themselves oh quickly. <laughs> All right. Is that? Oh wait. Uh, just for anybody, uh, favorite bourbon. Gosh, this one we're drinking right now is so it's good. So good, isn't yeah. it? Oh. I mean, we're doing some damage to the bottle. I noticed. <laughs> it's very, very good. I still call it whiskey. I'm well, old. It's okay. We'll forgive you. We'll forgive you. It's excellent. What's your yeah, favorite? Yeah. Thanks again. Whichever one's in my glass at the time, usually. But I'm generally not a, a bourbon snob at all. I don't yeah. care. And I'm, you know, make no mistake, I'm never going to spend $100 for bourbon. Like, it would be, uh, like, 60 okay. But, you know, like, people go nuts. They'll spend $1,300 for I, I enjoy it when somebody spends a whole lot of money on bourbon and gives me a glass. Yeah, yeah I'm down with That's that. That's the best way. I am that guy, too. I, I'm, I, I'm, then I'm I love a good friend. Bourbon. Yeah, I like friends that have good bourbon <laughs> but if they have cheap bourbon that's cool too i really don't right. care not a biggie so uh i guess for uh, just kind of tell us what's going on with you guys the band right now are you all playing gigs what's uh what's going on do you have any releases coming up what are the big plans for the pretty goods which by the way is a I killer think melinda has habits. that list in her head so we'll, she'll let her take that <laughs> uh we're doing we're part of Oktoberfest in frankfurt next weekend oh cool Awesome. And then, yeah, on, on the 20th, we're playing at Whiskey Thief Distillery. Um, and then we've got a couple of private events to close out October. And then I think then we're just, we've agreed to just kind of slow down and do some writing and recording. Okay. So we're really excited about that and freshen our set list and work on our originals and be back probably in the spring. So with the um, originals now, do you all have, uh, how many do you all have? Like 18 or 20 oh, wow. the day. 18, 20 originals. Like, That's yeah, a we lot. couldn't stand up yeah. and do them all now, but they're all either done or in process. In process. On paper, like we've thrown them out to each other and kind of polishing them this winter. So uh, when you do finally get geared up to, I don't know what you are, are you going to plans to record? We're Is trying that, to record. Yeah. Are you doing it yourself or going somewhere? Where are we sure? going? Oh, you well. tell us. La La Land. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, you know, we can talk after this. Okay. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's, yeah, we'll talk. Um, so, 18, are you going to release a full record? Is the plans to release a full thing? or really is it so fun to do, like, 10 songs at Just least. So like, you know, and that's kind of our goal for the winter. Like, okay. we're going to hibernate a little bit. Just, just and polish record, up some do some record. things. So, that, you know, we'd love to We're going to come things. back. We're going to come back in the spring. We're not going to play fucking aching, breaky heart. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I dig it. I dig it, man. I dig it 100%. I like what you're saying. Well, I'm definitely excited yeah. to hear recorded stuff for sure. And, like, you all are so tight. Like, I've said this to a couple bands in here, but if you go to, like, a legit studio, you would save a bunch of money just because you all, like, don't have to hire other people. And you're, you're already, like, really tight. You probably go right in and knock these songs out already. So Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. For sure. It's like most of the cost of recording just really comes from hiring people. If you all have a whole band, you'll... It's really not that expensive to go to the studio, really. Yeah, there's so many ways to to spend a million dollars at a studio, and there's a lot of ways to just not do that. Yeah, right. Um, Hiring people is a big cost. So, yeah, don't hire people. Yeah, you you don't need to. Don't need to. All right, so uh, for for oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying thank you. Oh no no no. So for any of our listeners, followers, where can they find you all? Where can they? Is there any music out anywhere they can find you and listen to you other on uh, than on this <laughs> That's podcast? That's what we're today? working on. <laughs> we want to be able to say yes. We have. Okay. Well, we do have a website though, and we have a Facebook page. So the Pretty Goods on Facebook, and then we have the Pretty Goods Band on Instagram. Okay. Right um, on. And then we have a, a website that is under construction at the moment. So. We're working on that, but it's mm-hmm. what it is the website www.thepreettygoodsband.com. There you go. Pretty Goods Band with an S. Yeah. yeah. Unlike the song, Johnny, Walk. Right, right. Just Not Walks. Yeah. All right. So, uh, super looking forward to seeing you guys in the future, seeing what you all do. Very, very, very impressed. I love what I heard tonight. Oh, man. this was great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Thank you. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. So much fun.